I had a fear that a lot of people have, which is, well, I don't want someone to tell me that I'm going to get in a plane crash at this time or that I have to, you know, avoid these things. I didn't want to know that. Really, tarot is just about connecting with the energy that's around you, whether it's guidance, it's your higher self, it's your intuition, it's your higher knowing. It's allowing you to kind of tap into that and to your subconscious. So all these things that are already there, whether you like it or not, but you aren't, we are not accessing. Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia. We've had heartfelt conversations as soul sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. Hello, everybody. This is Eleni and Karen for Soul Sisters Get Real. Today's episode is so exciting because we're going to be talking about tarot cards and oracle cards and how we use these cards to listen to our guides, our family of light, to listen to our higher self, to make the most informed choices in our life. So today's guest is Whitney Walker, and she'll be talking about all things tarot and all things oracle. Whitney Walker is a recovery coach and a spiritual guide. She incorporates spiritual concepts into her work, including the return of the divine feminine to our world and moving from a place of fear to a place of love, releasing self-destruction and rejection to embrace unconditional self-love and acceptance. Whitney also has her own podcast called Women Awaken, which I was a guest for. And so we're going to put all those details on the show notes. But first, let's discuss tarot and all things Oracle with our beautiful guest, Whitney Walker. Thank you Welcome. so much. Thank you for having me. It's so great to, to join. How fun to be in a little group of women. Yes. Right? A, threes a threesome. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> Awesome. So Whitney, where where are you from in the States? I'm originally from the Bay Area, from Santa Cruz, California. So kind of like a beach mountain area. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. So first of all, let's start off by exploring how you first started using cards. How did they come into your life? Yeah. Well, it was actually pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, we all know that getting into this decade 2020 was just like we really crossed through some sort of threshold or portal it's been like a different world ever since then and ultimately i think for the best i think that we're transforming i think at the age of aquarius we're seeing a you know a awakening happening across the board things are shaking because they're meant to break you know barriers are breaking times are changing all these things are happening so with that said um i came into tarot the night of new year's of 2019 into 2020, I went to a New Year's party. And I had recently met a new friend who was a tarot reader. And at first she had asked to do my cards. And I was like, oh, no, no, that's okay. Like, I don't, because I was very reluctant. I didn't really have any interest in any sort of oracle because I had a fear that a lot of people have, which is, well, I don't want someone to tell me that I'm going to get in a plane crash at this time or that I have to 
you know, avoid these things. I didn't want to know that. That is very common. I hear that from a lot of people that I know that aren't familiar with tarot and oracle cards. It is one of their fears. Yes. Yeah. And so, but what my friend Sharon is, she said, okay, well, you know, of course, whatever you want, but really tarot is just about connecting with the energy that's around you with whether it's guidance, it's your higher self, it's your intuition, it's your higher knowing, it's allowing you to kind of tap into that end to your subconscious. So all of these things that are already there, whether you like it or not, but you aren't, you're not accessing. And I was like, well, if you put it that way, then mm-hmm. it sounds less scary because I'm, I'm very pro-truth, right? And to me, it's like, well, I don't want to avoid something just because it's inconvenient or a little bit you know, scary. Not that it's going to, again, prophesize that something bad is going to happen, but it's just going to let you know, like, hey, this is what's going on. Anyway, so I let her do my cards and I was like, what the heck? I was like, how did you know everything that was going on in my life? How did you know about this choice I'm trying to make about this energy that I have here? I just loved it. And it was beautiful. There was nothing scary about it. It was just like, wow, that's just so incredible that you were able to pull from that and really kind of, it was almost like a snapshot of my current life. You know, the things I was pursuing professionally, my challenges and relationships and my current love energy. It was beautiful. So then of course I show up to this new year's party, which I almost didn't go to. It was a friend of a friend. And at the last minute, my friend decided not to go. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go to someone else's party, but I had nothing to do. So I was like, I'm going to go and see what happens. So I went and after the ball dropped, we had a great time. It was a small group, fun place, hot tub, can't beat it. This girl brought out like 10 tarot decks and she's like, who wants a reading? And now that I'd been introduced, I said, oh, me, that sounds fun. And so she put out like five decks in front of me and she said, which one do you want? And I kept going back to this one that was called the Arthurian Tarot, which is very like middle ages, because I'd also at this point, this is my spiritual journey had started. I had done some past life regression work, which for those who don't know, that's when you do meditation or hypnosis to tap into past lives, experiences you've had that may play a part in some of your challenges, focuses, talents in this life. And in some of my regressions, I was in the middle ages. I was in like a castle. I was in that setting of that time. And so I kept looking at the deck that was Arthurian tarot, which is like King Arthur, medieval times stuff. And she, she looked at me and she said, you want that one, don't you? And I said, yeah, let's do that one. So she did a reading for me that was totally point on point for the coming year. And then when she was done, she said, this deck doesn't belong to me anymore. This is yours. So she literally handed it to me and gifted it to me, which a lot of people will say that your first tarot deck should be given to you. Mm -hmm. I think that everybody, if they feel called is welcome to do their own thing, but it felt very like a, um, you know, initiation, right? Like now this is yours. And, you know, of course, we all know what happened a few months into 2020. I had a lot of time on my hands. You know, I went from from working like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. just on the go, go, go to having more time. And so I sat and worked with my cards a lot. And I just kind of fell in love with them about the the story behind a tarot deck and the intricacies and the messages behind the cards and just how beautiful they are and how incredible of a way they are to really connect with again, like sort of the unseen. 
So that was how I got into it. Just kind of fell into my lap as so many things do when they're meant for you, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love that story. And the thing is with Tara, like you said, Whitney, it's not like there's some other magical force that is just speaking through the cards. It's whoever you're connecting with, whether it's your own guides, whether it's your higher self, whether it's, you know, spirit in some form, it's just a tool. It's a tool that is used that you can connect in almost like a portal. Is that the way that you would see it? Yeah, it is. It is. You open like a channel, right? So it mm. is kind of a portal where, again, it's it's always around you, but it's you're not taking it in, right? It's kind of like if you go for a walk in nature, if you're really upset and you're distracted, you don't, you, you can't, you're not taking the time to see the magnificent beauty and the smells and the sounds. It's all there waiting for you, welcoming you to take it in, but you're just, push, just shooting right by, not appreciating life. But when you slow down, you say, wow there's a lot here. There's a lot of, a lot of beauty. It's the same thing with your energy. It's we're constantly getting guidance and offerings from different sources, from the energy around us, from our higher self, from our spirits, from our guides, from animals, from nature, all of these things speak to us, but we don't listen. Yeah. Beautiful. I love I'm that. curious as a therapist, how are you using the cards, the Oracle card spirituality in your, with your clients? So I often will incorporate them and I, I definitely use discretion, right? Like I, I trust my sense and my intuition when to offer it. It's clear to me that some clients are not very open to that. So I'll see if there is interest. And then I've, I've had many sessions where it turns into a long reading a tarot reading and and i'll tell you some of my clients that's the th they'll always come back to it kind of going back and forth and sharing you know experiences ideas and then i offer guidance but it's like they kind of get into the the sacred realm with me when we do tarot you know months later they'll say well you had told me in this tarot reading so it, it can be very impactful and i think it's a powerful tool for therapy. I would love to ask a question. Can you yeah. explain the difference between tarot cards and oracle cards to our audience? Yeah, I would love to. So I actually have both with me right now. So these are actually the traditional tarot deck. They call it the Rider Waite. So um, it is. it was back in the 70s. It was created. Tarot cards actually go back hundreds of years. And we, we've used tools for, we call it divination, right? Where you're any way that you're communing with the divine. And of course, tarot cards are just that. It's just a, a, um, a conduit. It's just an in-between. We can all connect with the divine, with our guides. But if we, it's sort of like a, a stepping stone or training wheels, if you will, to be like, okay, I, I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm, it's clicking rather than being able to just go out and do it on our own. So a tarot deck, the difference between tarot and oracle, this is an oracle deck. This is this star seed oracle. Very beautiful, beautiful deck. Tarot deck is always the same 78 cards. It is 21 major arcana cards, which means those are like the bigger themes, you know, like strength and the lovers and the devil. And then there's um, the rest of the cards are four suits, just like in a deck of cards. So it's uh, cups, pentacles, wands, and um, swords. But for oracle cards, the general framework doesn't change for tarot. You can do whatever you want. Typically, I think they are like 44, 64, I don't know. 
but you could do whatever you could write, like, you know, different flowers on different cards and call them Oracle cards. Let's say you pull a daisy and you're like, oh, this means like sunshine and happiness, you know, oh, you pull, you know, a lily and it means something different. So you, anybody can make a, their own type of Oracle deck. Anybody can make a tarot deck, but you, if it's called tarot, then you don't stray from those 78 cards. You can do any type of theme. Like people have unicorn um, tarot decks and they have, you know, space oracle or space, um, space and stars tarot decks, whatever you want. Right. But you just don't, you still keep the same basic formula. How would you pull a card for an audience? Is there any way you could do that for our audience? Oh yeah, I or... do it all the time. So okay. what you do is you just sort of ask to pull a card for the collective. Uh, you say, whoever is listening, whoever hears this message, may this card be pulled for the highest good and greatest good guidance for anyone who comes across this. Because obviously the divine and spirit is infinite. They don't know about limitations of time and space. So it's not like they're like, okay, well, who's listening right now? They know like who will listen a hundred years from now and who's listening this second and where and all those things. So as long as I state that my intention, so shall it be. So that's really important just to reiterate that. So even if you're listening to this recording, this podcast at some point in the future, like six months from now, 12 months from now, this message is for you. Doesn't matter when you're listening to this message, this message is for you. And you happened upon this episode and this podcast for this reason, because this card is for you. Yay. So now Whitney is going to pull a card for you, irrespective of when you're listening to it. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to pull both. I'm going to start, which will also shed some light on those who are totally unfamiliar with tarot. I'll share the, the suit if it's a minor arcana. Card. Okay, so we're going to ask for a card for the highest good and greatest guidance for all. So this card is for you. And what do we have for our audience? Now, different readers read different ways. Sometimes we just shuffle cards and let one fly out. Other times we'll pick one. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pick one out. Oh, no, one flew out. So I'm going to do this. Okay. So the card we got is the Ace of Swords. This is a minor arcana. It's in the suit of swords. Swords are all about deliberative, deliberate action. So when we're in a swords energy, it's we're more, it's more logical. Sword is the air element. The four suits of tarot break down to earth, air, water, and fire. And this is sword is air. So the aces are all about new beginnings. Um, ace. Aces in any suit in the tarot is a time of like churning ideas and energy around that specific element. So with the sword, it's when you're really getting ready to take action for something. When maybe you've um, kind of been brainstorming, thinking about something, but when you're in the ace of swords, you're actually ready to take action. You're ready to be, maybe it's begin a business plan, maybe to start, you know, some kind of new mm. hobby or you know, just get something done. It's, it's very deliberate, active. So, you know, hearing about the Ace of Swords, that's a time when it's time, to, it's a good omen. It's a message to, you have the universe, divine's blessing to get started on something, to actually make moves rather than just think about it, feel about it, consider it, you're actually going to go for it. Love it. So for those of you listening, it's time to take action. <laughs> Whatever's yeah. been brewing, any kind of 
project or something you need to step into. You've done the being part. Now it's time to do the doing part is what it sounds like to me. Can I ask you a question? I went on a girlies weekend away and we took, I took my cards. And um, the question that one of the girls asked was, um, you know, tell me about my business success in the future. And will I achieve my goal of, because she's incredibly successful, and I think she, whatever her goal is, like $3 million for next year or something like that, will I get will I get that amount next year? And the card that she pulled, which she didn't like, was the devil card. Ah, the good old devil. So how would you interpret me, that the devil question is, with um, that answer? Bondage. It's feeling bound either by situations, relationships, but also about our own limiting beliefs. To me, how I would interpret that is she is her own greatest block to her success. The only reason why she wouldn't do that is because that the idea that she can't, the idea that, you know, oh, I'm doubting myself. I'm questioning myself. I have limiting beliefs that the sort of the devil on your shoulder is the, is what keeps you that says like, you can't do that. You're not good enough for that. You're not going to make it. And so to me, it's just kind of saying that's your only block is basically yourself because I love the, the devil and the tarot because it really exhibits the fact that there is no devil except the one we create, which again is about limitation. It's about the idea that, um, you know, that things are conditional, right? That we can only have something if other, you know, other people believe in it or make it happen. We're the ones who make things happen. So it's, it's saying like, yes, you can do it, but know that the devil, and it also to me means that that's present for her, right? It wouldn't show up unless there was a, a devil energy present, which is doubting, which is limiting beliefs, which is bondage. It could also be a presence in your life that's not helping you. It could be like you're, you're working in a business partnership that's going to give you some problems and that doesn't actually believe in you or it isn't actually supporting you the way that you think. So something is devilish in her situation. That's what I would say. Something that's blocking her, keeping her bound, keeping her from reaching her true potential. Because that the devil's the one that's always like, you can't do this without me. You're, you know, you gotta, it's very conditional, right? Oh, well, you can only make it happen if this. The ultimate truth of everything is that there are no limits. Yeah. And most people would look at that mm -hmm. and think to themselves, that means no, that means I won't do it. Right. And yet it's looking at it the way that you said is it doesn't yes. mean it's not going to happen. It's just that there's some limiting beliefs there that you get to break through. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm wondering also, like, it, it really does depend on the person who's choosing the card. Like what's the first thing that comes in your mind when you pick that card? But it's interesting, you know, when I pulled cards in the past, when I didn't like the answer that, um, often I would pull a card and I would get, I wouldn't like the answer. So I would pull another card and I would get the same card and then I would pull another card and I'll get the same card again. Like I would actually get the card, the same card three times. This has happened a few times when I didn't like it. And it's just so funny. It's hilarious. Cause it's like, you're getting that card and whether you like it or not, start to feel into it and feel what it really means. Because when I've thought it's not appropriate for this question, when I've sat with the card, I find the link and I get the connection and I get the answer. If the tarot is saying, did I stutter? Right. I meant what I said. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. That's so perfect for Eleni because, you know, sometimes I can see you being like, nope, not taking it. And then Tarot's like, yes, you're taking it. Nope, not taking it. Yeah, like once I pulled a card 
that said it wasn't a tarot card, but it was an oracle card that said detoxify. Like, what is what do I need to know? And it said detoxify. And again, I didn't like it, like detoxify. And then I pulled it again and said detoxify. And then I pulled it again and said detoxify. I subsequent to that, I became so sick that it was one of my my times in my life that I was the sickest that I ever was. And my God, did I detoxify. Like I had no choice but de- to, and I couldn't believe it because it was like, oh my God. And that's why I bought that Oracle card because this card was like a test pack in a shop and I pulled the card, you know, and it said detoxify and I went, that's why I bought it because then I pulled it again and then I pulled it again and I got three detoxifiers and I thought, oh, I've got to buy this deck <laughs> because it's telling me in no uncertain terms, you've got to detoxify. <laughs> and then subsequent to that, I got so sick. But uh, Whitney, what you were saying was that, you know, don't be too quick to judge what the card means, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and it's all about, you know, the, the beauty of tarot that it helps you connect with your intuition. I would say that's the most powerful thing. Yes, it helps you connect with the energies around you, with spirits and guides. But we want to, the most important thing we can do in this life truth, new ideas come to light, new vibrant knowledge. And tarot is a, a gentle start to start saying, what do I see when I pull this card? What comes to me? What do I feel with to see our sovereign truth to become less dependent on sources outside of ourselves? Because the more we do that, we stay in the same cycles because every single human has their own unique essence to offer the world. And so many of us don't because we don't believe in our own truth. Trust that you are your own source, greatest source of wisdom and knowledge. Yeah, I love that. All about trusting ourselves, trusting our higher self, trusting the whispers and trusting the card that you pull is the right one for you. That is awesome. Thank you so much for coming in today to talk to us about cards, to talk to us about oracle cards, to talk to us about tarot cards. You've got such beautiful energy. Thank you for all the gifts that you're giving the world. And um, for anybody who wants to connect in with Whitney, um, we're going to have all her details in the show notes below. So please connect in with her. She has a beautiful podcast that I was a guest for called Women Awaken, which is just amazing. So we're going to put the link for that as well. So thank you so much, Whitney Walker. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Whitney. Thank you, beautiful girl. Thanks for watching. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.